What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Ryan Kamori, who's the founder of Saber Lining. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks, Matt. It's going really well. How's it going on your end? It is going well. It is beautiful, like 70 degrees here in Phoenix. I'm sure anyone (laughs) listening in the... uh, in the, in the Midwest or, you know, Chicago or wherever, not liking that, but I feel like where you're at is also pretty nice, right? Yeah, it's pretty nice right now. I mean, in the mornings, it's like the high thirties, low forties. I'm actually heading to Honolulu uh, this Thursday. That's where I was born and raised. So I'm going to be in for some nice weather then. That uh, sounds exciting. Um, well, uh, today we're not talking about weather or locations. We're talking <laughs> about awesome companies, specifically your company. So for people that haven't heard of Saber Lining. What are you working on? Um, what is Saber Lining? Yeah. So in a nutshell, we're pioneering organizational mental fitness. And you're probably sitting there like, what is organizational mental fitness? I've never heard of that before. Um, it's a new category we're creating where you can basically think of it as mental health and mental fitness through your company. And so what we do is we're B2B. We run therapist-led mental fitness events with companies. So we'll partner with a company for, let's say, a year. And they'll say like, hey, we want you to come in and do these monthly or bi-monthly events with our team. Uh, the HR leadership team will invite their whole company to attend. So like, let's say we're working with like a 500-person company, about 30 to 50% of their employees will attend our mental fitness events on a regular basis. And so that's why we call it organizational mental fitness, because it's a way for people to get exposed to this concept of mental health and mental fitness through their company, oftentimes where people have never really interacted with a therapist before. So kind of walk me through, let's say I work for a company whose CEO or whose HR, you know, officer decided to like, you know, bring you in or bring you kind of use saver lining. What would my experience be? Or I guess in other words, like what, what is the experience of a, of a company that, that uses, uh, uses kind of what you're, uh, what you're throwing down here? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's, it's totally inexperienced in terms of like they, uh, HR or the leadership team will bring us in and they'll say like, Hey, we want you to do. Um, a monthly or bi-monthly employee experience event for us. And like, oftentimes that's what they'll use that slot for just because HR and people leaders are oftentimes looking for what to do, especially now in like this remote and or somewhat hybrid working situation. And so the experience for you as an employee would be, you basically just get a calendar invite from your HR and leadership team of like, hey, four Thursdays from now, we're doing this mental fitness class on self-care or setting boundaries or effective communication, what have you. And it's on your calendar. The HR team will send you an email saying like, hey, we're investing in you know mental health and mental fitness for our employees. We want you to take an hour out of your day 
um, to attend this. And then that's how we're able to get so many people to show up because we're on people's calendars. It's being sent out by HR and there's buy-in from the leadership team. And walk me through a little bit about the, uh, the original story here, kind of why did you decide to start uh, this company? Yeah. Uh, so Saver Lining's my third company. Um, I've been doing startups ever since I graduated from undergrad. Um, my last company was a mobile gaming company that was really successful. I grew it f- basically the entire 2010 uh, throughout that decade. Um, and in 2019, I almost took my own life. And it, it ended up being a case where I'd been suffering from increasing and worsening anxiety and depression that I wasn't even aware of. It's kind of like... Um, I liken like mental health um, and like having worsening mental health to like being sleep deprived or being a little too drunk. Like you kind of don't realize it for yourself until it's a little bit too late. And so in 2019, I almost ended up taking my own life, ended up in the ER uh, here at UCLA's hospital, ended up going through an eight week partial hospitalization program. And it sounds really intense, but all it is, is me going to, it was me going to like this classroom uh, with like 50 other people and going through these one hour long classes taught by a licensed therapist, it, albeit it was a much more intensive sort of treatment setting, but it was in those classes and in that program that I realized like, holy crap, there's a bunch of this mental health information or what I like to call now mental health literacy that sits behind this therapy or intensive treatment wall. And people don't really have access to it. So I said, you know, if my wife ever lets me do another startup again, I definitely want to do something in the mental health education space. So I took six months off to just give time back to my my family, my wife, and my two girls. And right when COVID was starting, that's sort of when I was looking at what I wanted to do again. And my wife really wanted me to take a job somewhere um, just to not have that whole mental strain of what it, what it's like to be a founder. But I felt, felt really capable, not only with the tools that I learned, but also this intense mission or this intense sense of, of purpose to really want to help others based on the the journey that I'd went through. So that's really the origin story of how it came to be. And I came up with the, the term saver lining while I was sitting in one of those partial hospitalization classes. I was taking a class on joy, which I learned is one of the basic human emotions. And I learned that joy is something that could be savored. And prior to that, I'd only thought that you could savor like a really good steak or like a wine. Um, and so that kind of blew my mind. And I said back to the, the instructor, like, oh, it's kind of like finding the saver lining in like a really crappy or stressful situation. And she was like, oh, I'd never thought of that before. And funnily enough, I Googled it, never found the term anywhere. And I was like, okay, this is definitely going to be the name of the company if I ever started. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of that. I'm curious, as you kind of gotten started on this, this third company with Saver Lining, like what have been some things that you've learned along the way? You know, obviously it's not your first rodeo, but every startup you have different learnings, different markets. So what have you learned so far since working on this? Yeah. Um, I've learned that society as a whole yet, while, while mental health is pretty prevalent, especially now with COVID, it's still not something that's super mainstream. Like when you think about, um, like humans doing things. So like, I'm going to take a half step back and just say, like, when you think about like physical fitness for the sake of physical health, that that's pretty mainstream, right? There's fitness gyms on in every city. There's like a yoga studio on every corner out here in LA. Um, and you know, you probably know at least five people who've got a Peloton or like a tunnel in their house and physical, this concept of physical fitness for the sake of physical health has been around for the last several decades. It's really mainstream. It's, it's top of mind for folks. 
Conversely, the concept of doing mental fitness for the sake of mental health is something that I thought was also fairly mainstream. And I thought was something that people would just get immediately. And what we've learned over the last year and a half of running this company is that that's not quite there yet. We were kind of in this transition period where, yes, you do have some early adopters and innovators who are either have already done therapy or who might meditate or journal on it on a regular basis. And yes, there's a ton of B2C sort of mental health or, you know, CBT type apps in the app store, but there's still a ton of people out there that need to be activated who have never really thought about their own mental health, who've never ever talked to a therapist before, even like interacted with one just in passing in terms of like, maybe they have a friend or family member who's a therapist. And so mental health is still a fairly foreign concept to, I think at least about half the population. And so that's what one big takeaway we've learned throughout the last year and a half. And if you were to kind of look out into the future, you know, aside from the day to say day to day, um, kind of, what do you think this looks like in five, 10, 15 years? In other words, what's the big vision here and what direction are you rowing in? Yeah. So I think in the next five to 15 years, and it's funny because I use that exact time frame when I talk to folks, I think mental health is going to be very mainstream in the next five to 15 years. It's kind of like when you look at, you know, plastic bag usage at grocery stores, that's really gone down over the last 10 to 10 to 20 years with people using reusable bags and whatnot. Same things with like the evolution of smartphones and electric cars and that sort of a thing. I think mental health is going to be this mainstream thing in the next five to 15 years where it's comfortable to not only talk about it with friends and family, but it's going to be something that's done in the workplace. Because when you think about where you spend your time, you know, I know we're on the entrepreneurial side, but most people in the US spend eight to 10 hours of their weekdays at work or thinking about work or doing work. And work is such a significant driver of just like stress and imbalance in people's lives. Even if they're working somewhere they really like and working on subject matter they really enjoy, it's still a driver of stress and challenge. And so mental health and work, I think it makes a lot of sense for them to to go together. And that's why we're sort of working on this right now, because in, in five to 15 years, I think every company is going to have a therapist, every company or a fractional therapist, which is what we offer. Um, and it'll be something where everybody's very cognizant about how work um, impacts their mental health and they'll have the tools and skill sets to navigate their day-to-day lives in, in terms of like the social and emotional side of things. And in order to make that happen, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring raising money, looking for partners, customers? How can we assist? Yeah, um, it's sort of all of the above. Um, you know, our, our client counts gr- doubled uh, each quarter for the last three quarters. So we're, we're growing pretty rapidly through word of mouth, through referrals. We are also pretty active on the HR conference circuits. Um, but, you know, we are going out to do a small seed round uh, to kick off the new year. So we've got a number of investors calls lined up for, for the first quarter. Um, so that is always something that that's helpful, just meeting new people, meeting like-minded investors who get what we're doing. Um, on the flip side of that, uh, on the customer acquisition side of things, uh, what we do for every new company we work with is we offer one free mental fitness event. Uh, it's usually in the form of a mental fitness class that's taught by one of our licensed therapists and non-clinical hosts. So if you're listening to this and you run a company of at least 25 people or more, we're happy to come in and host a free event for you. So you can feel free to reach out to me at, at ryan at saverlining.com and we'll make it happen.
And then just for my, for my last question, you just mentioned your email, but is there any other place that, that someone can find you online if they wanted to learn more website, social media, you know, how else can someone connect before we wrap it up? Yeah, you can just hit us up on our website. It's saverlining.com. Saver is S-A-V-O-R lining.com. And yeah, always, you can always feel free to reach out either through the website or by emailing me directly. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Matt.